fine. Hey everyone, I was looking at you before in worship. Gosh, you look great. Um, tonight, we're going to change things around. Um, and I'm going to speak first because tonight we're talking about breakthrough. And you know how you get breakthrough? You worship God. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that. So I'm going to just share a little bit about what the Bible says about worship. And then we're going to bring the band up and have a bit of interactive stuff. Is that okay? And why we're doing that, so we're leaving the kids in for this because that will become apparent really, really soon. So if we go to the first slide, thanks, James. The whole reason, oh, sorry, Emily. The whole reason that we're doing this is this little verse in James chapter 1, verse 22, and it says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. But do what it says. Are you ready to do what the word of God says? Are you ready? Because God says, if you love me, you'll obey what I say. So here we go. Are you ready? Brace yourself. It's going to be awesome. Who needs a breakthrough tonight? I need one. I need several. So this is much for me as it is for, for you guys. So if we go to the next slide, we often say what... Um, we pray the prayer, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So what's heaven's worship look like? Okay, let's have a look. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels. Everyone say many angels. Numbering thousands upon thousands and 10,000 times 10,000. That's a lot of angels, yeah? They encircled the throne with the living creatures and the elders and in a loud voice. Everyone say a loud voice. Can you imagine more than 100,000 angels and living creatures in a loud voice? <laughs> we sang, sing it out loud, sing it out strong. The worship in heaven is loud and it's strong. And what are they doing in that loud voice? They are saying, worthy. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honour and glory and praise. I've heard it said that as they circle the throne, they come around and they get a new revelation of how big and majestic and awesome and great that God is. And they're just going, worthy, holy, awesome. God is magnificent. For eternity, these guys in a loud voice with all they've got are circling the throne of God and going, holy. They're getting a new revelation. And I heard every creature, say every creature, in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honour and glory and power forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. God deserves our praise. God deserves our highest praise forever and ever and ever and ever. He deserves all glory, all honour, all power. He deserves us to give that to him. If we go to the next slide, I'm just going to talk a little bit about worship. The Bible tells us to worship all the time. It tells us to continually praise God, continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. How many people know that some days you don't feel like it? A lot of days this week I haven't felt like it. 
and praise is a sacrifice, but that's okay because God tells us to be living sacrifices. You get it? Sometimes it's not easy and we have to openly profess his name. That means when we come to church, we have to open our mouths. Through the week, Monday, Tuesday, right through to Saturday, we have to open our mouths. Rejoice always. Look at 1 Peter 2.9. You are a chosen people. Look at yourself. We're chosen by God. That worthy, holy, awesome God that has hundreds of thousands of people saying in a loud voice with all their might, you deserve everything I've got, chose us. We're a chosen people, a royal priesthood. Guys, you're priests. Don't you wear any shame. You are priests. We're a holy nation. I understand, you know, the concept of Aboriginal nations in, in our... Welcome, Betty, who's trying to sneak in. Oh, it's so good to see you. Um, sorry. We are our own nation. We are a holy nation. We don't belong in Maribyrnong. We are a holy nation in Maribyrnong. The same as if a bachelor Aboriginal is a bachelor living in, in um, Maribyrnong, or they could still be bachelor no matter what nation they live in in Australia. We are a holy nation living in this city. And why have we been created? To praise God. We've actually been created for this. To declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his wonderful light. Let's go to the next slide. Thanks. I will extol the Lord at all time. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Is there anyone here afflicted? Has anyone had a rotten week and it's just over? Has anyone got a pain and affliction? You know what? Join with me and rejoice tonight because you might just get your breakthrough. You know why? Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name. You're ready to exalt the name of God. <laughs> and then I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. Those to look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. Do you know what? If you come here and you feel shame, you don't have to bring shame in here because if you worship God, your face becomes radiant. You don't have to live with shame. You know, for those of us who might have addictive issues or things like that, worship, if we're going to worship all the time, worship should be part of your safety plan. Worship should be a part of, you know what, I'm feeling I might do something that I'll feel guilt and shame for afterwards. No, you'll be radiant if you worship God. This is why it's so important. Their faces are never covered with shame. The poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around all those who fear him and he delivers them. Taste and see. We, we sang about tasting tonight, didn't we? You know what? If you had a smorgasbord here, you don't actually know what the food's like until you taste it. Tonight, you might not actually know how good God is until you taste it, until you taste him, until you worship, until you lean into the discomfort. You say, I'm going to be a living sacrifice. I need a breakthrough, God. I'm going to taste and see that you're good. And you'll be blessed if you take refuge in him tonight. It's going to be exciting. Are you coming with me? Let's go to the next slide. Thanks. Now, I want to use this verse in the King James. And this is partly why the kids are in church. You all know my 
bias about I'm, as a person and with my family and my ministry, I'm not interested in teaching kids cutesy songs. I want to train them to be worshippers. You know why? It's because of this verse and because of a few other verses. Out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants. I saw Eliana before raising her hands. Out of the babe, out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained praise because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. Do you have an enemy or an avenger? Are things not quite right in our city at the moment? We have a key. We have a key. Do you know that? The key is the children in this church. We had the key to silencing the enemy to our kingdom and the avenger because my God has ordained praise out of tiny little babies. And it's our job to train them. It's our job to train them. And then the enemy will be silenced and avenged. You know, it just takes a tiny key. Charles Dickens says it takes the smallest key to open the heaviest door. We might have the heaviest problems in our city, we might have the tiniest kids in our church, but if we train them to, do, to give praise the way God ordained, we're going to silence that enemy. We're going to stop the avenger and we're going to change this city for God. This is where revival starts. What does ordained mean? Let's go to the next slide. Thanks, James. Oh, Emily, sorry. Ordained means to give holy orders. It's official and it's decided in advance. So God is holy. He's given these orders to ordain praise to children, and he said that in advance. So I've got a next slide, which we're not going to go to just yet. For me, this is a bit of a confronting slide, and we'll get to the fun stuff real soon, but I want to show you this slide. If we go to the next slide, thanks, Emily. This was youth group, not last Friday, the Friday before. This is six up. So this is the first week we invited the grade sixes to come to Six Up. Now, they didn't have our culture. They didn't know our culture. We had 28 new kids there. That was their first night. They were scared. They were telling me, Chappie, they're all so big and they're scary and they're loud. I was like, don't worry, they'll be nice. They'll love you. It's all good. They were scared. They walked in. Soon as we put on a Just Dance, If you've never heard of Just Dance, they're not actually dancing to God there. They're dancing to these man-made animated images that are on the screen. And when that cartoon man-made image or someone in a panda suit says to raise your hands, those kids automatically raise their hands to a man-made object. And when they say, kneel down and let someone dance around you, those kids do that. And when they say, jump, they jump. And when they say, do something silly, like pretend you're a bicycle, the kids do it. They don't even think. Why? Because it's the culture. It's a behaviour typical of a group of people. And then those kids who do all of that come to church. And there's no animated idols here. No man made anything here, but there's people with flesh and bones, and there's a God that we've been called to worship. How are you leading our children? Because that's what they're capable of. And then they come to church, and they sit on their butts, and they stand with their arms folded, 
It's awfully quiet in this Pentecostal building right now. Because you know what? Out of the mouths of babes, God has ordained his commanded praise. We've got to train this army. Why? Because we've got an enemy and an avenger. And that's what they're capable of. Let's bring it into the house of God. Amen. Are you with me? Are you ready to ordain praise out of our young army so that they can go and save a city and a nation? It's okay to talk about revival, but it starts here. It starts here. Next slide. Another reason why it's good to praise God is this verse. Thou art holy, O God, and you inhabit the praise of your people. The Hebrew word for inhabit is that word. I'm not going to say it. I'm going to make a mess of the Hebrew language a lot later on tonight. That means to sit, to remain, and to dwell. Now, we have a flat, and we have people who live in our flat. It is obvious from the road that we have tenants in our flat. They have washing on the line. There's a car parked. You might see life. You see a swimming pool, toys in the yard. It's obvious from the road that we have dwellers in our flat. Brittany has researched, I think, every modern revival that ever has been. The precursor to them all is prayer and praise. Some of them had 24-7, seven days a week, prayer and praise going on in the house of God. You know why? Because when you stand up and get off your seat, when you enter in and you connect to God, He inhabits this place. His presence is here. Do you know what that means? God doesn't turn on love. God doesn't turn on healing. He is love. He is healing. It will become really evident. People who don't know God, if God's inhabiting praises of us, people will walk in off the street and they'll feel joy and peace and love and they won't know why. Because we're giving God actual praise. He's inhabiting the praises. What if, what if, we did that every day through the week. What if our playlists in the car were praise? What if our playlists, what we did, housework, were praise? What if you're like me, God knows my high school needed it this week when lesson times were on? If I didn't have a student, I'm going, <laughs> I'm going through all the alleyways of the school singing, I declare the name of Jesus because my school needed God to inhabit it this week. God inhabits the praises of his people. God inhabits. Let's go to the next slide. Thanks, um, Emily. Now, fun fact. We have one of these in our house. It's called a smart scale. That smart scale tells me everything I need to know about me in terms of my health. It tells me my weight, my visceral fat percentage, my fat percentage, my muscle mass, my... BMI, my metabolic rate, my bone density, my hydration, tells me everything so that I can adjust my lifestyle to live a healthy lifestyle. Also tells me everything about my husband and my daughter <laughs> so that I, we can adjust our lifestyles. It's useful, yeah? The Bible is a useful tool. I'm not saying don't disregard the Bible. I love the Bible. You know me. I love that sword of the spirit. We've got to learn to use it. But it's not enough to read the Bible and say, I need to adjust my life and do more of this and less of that and do this. I'll tell you why. Because, and sorry, Samuel, I'm going to use this as an example because it's up here. I can know all of that about Graham. I can know how much 
fat is around his organs and how hydrated he is and whatever. I could be sitting down, sorry camera, <laughs> I could be sitting down at home and I could be researching on my phone how to increase his metabolic rate. Well, for me, it's increase my hydration, which is simple, drink less coffee and more water. But, you know, whatever. I could be researching, is there any other way? Any other way? Graham walks in after work and I don't even get up and greet him. I'm just sitting there. And Graham says, how you going, honey? Yeah, good. Or he comes in and he says, how you going, honey? I'm like, yeah, good. And I actually look at him and put my device down. Or he walks in and, and I get up to him and I fold my arms or put them behind my back or here. How you going, honey? Yeah, I'm good. No, you know what happens when my husband comes home from work? I get up, stop what I'm doing, race to him, put my arms around him, kiss him, say hello, greet him, and then say to him, how was your day? In the morning, it also adds a cup of coffee. Do you know, body language, nonverbal com communication, our body language, experts differ somewhere between 70 and 93% of communication. So when the Bible says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, 93% could be your body. So we might have to actually get up off our seat out of our comfort zone and throw our arms around God tonight and say, what do you want to tell me? What do you want to tell me? Because you know why? When Graham comes home, I do that out of relationship. I can tell you all there is to know about Graham, but he'll be like, yes, yeah, so what? When I ask him this week to help me with colour run and when I ask him the next week to help me with a breakfast at school, is he going to want to help me if I treat him with my arms folded and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Can't even get up. I can't even be bothered talking to you. He's more likely to help me if we have a relationship where the non-verbals marry what's in here. Does that make sense? And some of us want breakthrough and we come to the altar every single week, but we sit in worship and it's like, yeah, whatever. We might even do a Bible study or two. It's like, yeah, whatever. What does God think about that? When God says, love me with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, it might be a little bit discomfort tonight. Can I encourage you to lean into it? Because God will inhabit the praises of his people and out of that place we'll see victory. Out of that place we see revival. Okay, if we go to the next slide, what's it going to look like? Well, the word praise in the Bible can be, some, some theologians say up to 32 different words. We're not going to do 32 different words tonight. We're going to do a few. I can say I love chocolate, I love my job, I love my husband, I love my daughter. That love is a different love for every single one of those. I would hope I love Graham a little bit more than I love chocolate. And so the praise word is different. So we say praise in the English language, but it, it's all these different Hebrew words. And I'm probably going to make a mess of them, but that's okay. It's the meaning. So the verses are here. 
and then there's the word. So what we're going to do is, in a minute, the band, not yet, the band's going to come up. What I'm going to do is I'm going to explain a word, what it means, and the biblical reason behind it, and give you a chance to get your own breakthrough. Tonight, everything, including communion, it's all about you and God. We're not going to open the altar. We're going to get you to get your breakthrough. It's up to you and God to connect tonight, okay? So if we go to the next slide, thanks. The very first word is, I think it's yada. I'm thinking, I don't know. It basically means to raise your hands in worship. Now, I grew up in a church. I'd never seen anyone raise their hands in church. And I actually read a verse similar to this one where it says, I lift up my hands in thy name. And I remember going to the elders and saying, the Bible says, I'll bless thee as long as I live, so I need to lift my hands up in thy name. Why don't we lift our hands in church? And the very holy elders said to me, it's symbolic of our life. I'm like, okay. I'm a bit more simple than that. I'm like, if God says lift my hands, I'm going to lift my hands. (laughs) That's okay. All those verses are using the word yada. Now, in the flesh, why do we lift our hands? Well, the obvious one, and I sent Jess a funny meme this morning to lighten the load for tonight, and it had a guy holding a gun from an old 60s movie saying, you will lift your hands. Now, we're not, none of us are going to do that. We're not going to make you do anything tonight, but I would encourage you, everyone break off your limitations. Me, even, we all have limitations. We all have put God in a box. I would encourage you somehow to do something out of your ordinary tonight for God, not for me, for God. But yeah, if someone holds a gun to your back, that's where you put your hands up, in surrender. So maybe tonight God's asking you to do something and you're like, I don't want to do it. I want to do a Jonah and I want to run. And God's saying, no, I want you to surrender. So tonight... In this next song, some of us have to surrender and say, God, I'm yours. Another reason why we raise our hands in the natural, Graham plays this stupid game before youth group where the boys and girls get the ball off each other and you see them going, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. Not that I've ever played netball or basketball, but I'm imagining if you want the ball, you put your arms up ready to catch it. Maybe you need something from the throne room of heaven. God hasn't shut up shop. He's still got healing, he's still got love, he's still got peace, he's still got joy, he's still got everything available to us as a banqueting table prepared for us in the presence of our enemies. Maybe you need to say, Daddy, I need some stuff. You're a great God. Those angels are saying, holy, give me some of that. If we go to the next slide, and I'm sorry, youth, but this is a good picture. If we go to the next slide, thanks, Emily. Another reason why we do this in the, in the flesh is, and it's a good one, when you have a victory, and unfortunately I took this one a little too early. Again, there's grade sixes in this. We won a game. We had a victory. No one said to those kids, you must raise your hands. Yet instinctively we go, yes! Look at the passion in Jack. Don't laugh. Can, can we not laugh in this place? It needs to be a safe place. That's how we need to be tonight. 
That's our model, Jack. You are, you are the example of where we need to be. Because if youth can do that in some game that does not last for eternity, what's God done for us? What are we prepared to do and say, God, now in the, in the flesh, we shout after the victory when my team wins and not Simon's. That was my team, by the way. Um, and that's why I knew to get the shot. I'm just, all these fellas all had their hands up in the air then. Um, but in the, nat, in the spiritual, you shout before the victory. If you need a victory, if you've got a wall of Jericho, if you've got a problem in your life, you, you do that before the victory. So if you need a breakthrough tonight, it's going to start with, yes, I believe you, God. I believe you that you're going to do it. The other situation is the next slide. Thanks, Emily. Little beautiful Aliana. Don't you just want to pick that little one up? She's trapped in a cot. She's trapped. Mummy, Daddy, pick me up. I've fallen on my bot-bot. Can you please pick me up? Maybe you've had a fall this week. Maybe you're feeling trapped and boxed in. And you're just saying, God, pick me up. Yada. As the band comes up, we're going to sing a song. And I don't know what's st- what is putting limitations on you. Maybe some of you, it's pride. We, we've, we've got a culture that came in a few decades ago of making church seeker-friendly. That's the worst thing we could have done is wash down worship because Australian men don't sing. Australian men need to worship. Because we've got a generation of kids that need men. Men, you've got to lead the way. You've got to get that. You've got to make Jack feel that he's not passionate enough. Maybe you need to surrender. Can I encourage you? Whatever you do, I'm not telling you you have to raise your hands. We're going to make this place dark. If you're online, you're perfect. You've got your own bedroom or lounge room. Do it. We're going to black out here on the screen so no one sees you. This is between you and God and it starts with a place of surrender. Let's surrender and open ourselves up to God and say, Ayada. Let's stand. I cast my mind to Calvary Where Jesus bled
Thanks, Emily. Um, Barak means to, the next one after that, thanks. Yes, it means to kneel or to salute. So you only kneel before important people, don't you? You know, you see people curtsying to the queen um, or the new king. They would bow or curtsy. And, you know, I come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before God. It's, it's kind of a really weird place of humility to, to kneel before God. It's actually a good practice to do when you pray at home sometimes. Sometimes I just kneel because God is so worthy. Do you know what? When we get to heaven, we're just going to, like the Bible actually says every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. It'll either be here or there. I want to get it right here. Okay. Um, and then if we go to the next slide, thanks. There's just a bit of scripture. And then we'll... Um, the next slide, thanks, Emily. Excellent. 
I will extol thee, my God, O my King. Just meditate on these words. I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless thee. I'll praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. We could search for eternity and still find great things in God. One generation shall praise thy works to another. That's why we're talking. Men and women, you have to model this for our children and shall declare thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honour of thy majesty and thy wondrous works. And men shall speak of the might of the terrible acts and I'll declare thy greatness. They shall abundantly utter the memory, there's God there, of thy great goodness and shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious. The Lord is full of compassion. He's slow to anger. He's of great mercy. He's good to all. His tender mercies are over all his works. All thy works shall praise thee. All thy saints shall bless thee. If we just go to the next slide, thanks, Emily. The very bottom says, My mouth shall speak of the praise of the Lord and let all flesh, all your flesh, bless or barak or bow before his holy name. God is worthy of us surrendering to him. And that's a pretty humbling thing to bow down. It's pretty humbling because it means you look a bit foolish. But you know what? That's a place of humility. God will exalt the humble, but he'll oppose the proud. Don't you just want to be humble and bow before God? Now, I realise not all of us can bow. If, if physically you can't bow, and it might look like one knee, it might look like two knees, it might look like lying on the floor, it might look like sitting like in a different position. It might look like the shampoo position on your chair, which is bowing your head like this. (laughs) Whatever you can do. But can I encourage you, stretch yourself. Lean into the discomfort because in that place, God will meet you. We have to surrender all our pride, our fear and our anxiety. We're all in this together. This is biblical worship. God's asked us to do it. Are you ready to bow before the King of Kings? Feel free if you want to stand, stand. If you want to do the shampoo position, do that. If you want to sit, if you want to bow. Don't have to do it for the whole song. Let's have freedom in this place. But can I encourage you? Stretch yourself. You won't regret it. If you want to come to the front at the altar, let's make it open. Worship your holy name with every breath, with all that I am, Lord God.
that we surrender to you. We humble ourselves to you. We, we barak. We barak before your mighty name, before your mighty throne. Lord, we leave, we leave all our limitations, insecurities, fears, worries here. And we move on. We choose to worship you. You can stay where you are. You can move back to your seat. There's freedom in this place. Um, because the very next, the very next word, you might want to kneel and stay in that place. I don't, it's, it's up to you. It's tauda, and tauda is very similar to yada, in that it does involve raising hands. It's it's raising a hand in agreement, like a handshake with God. But what it is, it's a sacrifice. You know, sometimes we don't feel like praising. We've had a bad day. We've had a bad week, we've had a bad month, a bad year, a bad life. The last thing we want to do is praise. God says, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Did you come dressed tonight? Physically, we did. I'm thankful for that. Did you come dressed spiritually and say, I choose, no matter what rot is going on in my world, that I'm going to give God a sacrifice of praise. Do you know, Tauda is the only praise we can give on earth. We can't sacrifice in heaven because there's no pain in heaven. Tauda praise. Tauda praise is that praise. You've heard me say when, um, when one time I was going to youth group and we'd had issues with our foster daughter and I was just broken. And I was singing on the way to youth group, you know, that continual praise. God inhabits the praises of his people. He was coming into my situation and I sang this song that said, um, I will praise you in the storm for you are who you are no matter where I am and every tear I've cried you held in your hand and though my heart is torn, I will praise you in the storm. Sometimes our heart's torn and we just got to choose to praise God. That's tower to praise. That's tower to praise. And that's the only praise we can't give in heaven because our heart's not going to be broken in heaven. So this is a really special praise for us. It's a really special thing. And, and you know, when I sing the goodness of God and I, I, I meditate on that song and I meditate on the faithfulness of God and you've been good and, and, you know, good and faithful and all that, do you know the moments I meditate on and am thankful for when I personally praise that song and my tower moments? The moments where God's broken through heartbreak and anguish and fear. So Tauda does mean I'm going to give you a handshake, God. Um, I look at that Psalm 50 verse 23. Those who sacrifice thank offerings honour me and to the, to the blameless I will show my salvation. Sometimes we need to see the salvation of God. Do you need to see the salvation of God in some area of your life tonight? I do. I do. And I've got to offer Tauda praise. And so we're going to offer some tatter praise. Now, whether that looks like this, uh, like I love that you guys are getting into it. Thank you. But it's not about whether you're doing it. It's not tick and flick. It's between you and God. And I hope that you're getting that out of it, that in this moment, let's offer God whatever brokenness we've got and say, regardless of this, I'm putting on praise. I'm going to praise you in this storm. I'm gonna wait on you 
your seats. We're, we're going to come into a time of communion with the next word. The next word is zama. Again, when I, the church that I grew up in, it's funny how we can make theology fit our insecurities, isn't it? <laughs> I um, grew up in a church and Pastor Chris grew up in a similar movement. We didn't have any instruments in our morning service. When I asked why, it was some convoluted story about Satan is the power of the prince of the air and anything electrical is evil and of the devil. And then we could have a piano in the night service and all this rot. I don't know how many verses have Zamar in it, which is just basically praise God on instruments. Praise God on instruments. How cool in our church that we have so many skilled musicians. And, you know, when people like Paul and Ian sometimes do like their little solo bits, do you know that's worship? We are not entertaining you. I am really sorry if you come to church and want to critique what the band do. Tough bickies, they're here to worship God. They're actually here to take you into the throne room of God. And so it's not about pleasing you. Sorry about that. It's about pleasing God. And so God might want us to just play music. Do you know in those moments, it's not for you who aren't musicians to tune out. Do you know what the church is required to do? The Bible says, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord a new song. Why not sing your own song? Why not make up your own words? Whatever's in your heart. Why not pray to God? You can pray quietly. You can pray aloud. You can pray in tongues. Doesn't matter. God doesn't care. This is the culture of heaven. It's a culture of heaven. We're all individuals. We'll do our own thing. But what I want you to do, you guys, we do communion every week. You know communion. I want you to, in this space, when these guys do some art, with your emblems, your emblems back at home, talk to God. Have your own communion message with God. It's not about me. I'm going to get off stage. Close your eyes. The king of the universe is here. You guys are breaking through. I can feel his presence. It's tangible. It's tangible. Don't miss this moment. Tell God. Commune with God. You have your own communion message. I'm going to be quiet. You're going to do communion. Whatever that looks like, however that looks, let's have freedom in this place. No judgment, no laughter, no nothing. Just you and God.
Father, thank you that you're Lord. Thank you we're a holy people that belong to you. We're called to declare your praises and thank you that you inhabit the praises of your people. Thank you that you're here. We can just know that you're with us. So, so special. This great almighty God who's enthroned above all the universe is here with us. Help us to get that. Thank you for Zamar. Thank you for the talented musicians in this house that bring us Zamar. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh. Our, next, our next word is Shabak. I think that's how you say it. It's a Hebrew word that means to shout with a voice of triumph. You know when the walls of Jericho fell down? The shout was before. <laughs> In God's economy, we have to shout to get the victory. I actually, like in, in the flesh, we shout. You saw that, that photo of our youth, like, yes! We shout to get attention. Graham actually says, the first team to do this, I'll throw lollies at. As soon as my team does it, it's like, Graham! Do you want to get God's attention tonight? Jesus! Let's make this easy, because this one might be a bit tough for some. We're, we're going to make it easy with the, with the band. Um, Graham and I have a weird anointing on our life for rain. Whenever we go out west and we pray for rain where it's needed, rain comes. And Darcy can testify to this when she comes up on stage. I'll, I'll see if she can. I'll, I'll, <laughs> this is not rehearsed. We'll see how good she is. When we were out west... Um, a pastor friend of ours was teaching us the authority that we have using the name of Jesus. And he said, we can command the elements. The same as you can command anything using the name of Jesus, we have authority. Do you remember what we say when we pray for rain? We say two words. Do you remember? Come on. Come on! When a farmer goes out and he wants his, his cattle in the yard, he says, come on! This is the loud bit. We've done the quiet, reflective bit. God's in the still small voice. God's in a voice of triumph. You know what? I've had to shabak over my school this week. I've been going up going, I declare the name of Jesus. I declare the name of Jesus. I declare the name of Jesus. What have you got to shabak over tonight? What walls do you want to fall down? I'm getting excited. When we speak the name of Jesus, there's going to be a saxophone bit. You shout Jesus for my situation. Shout out Jesus, freedom, peace, healing, whatever you want. Let's use the authority that we have and get loud. Shabbat! Swan, speak the name of
darkness over every enemy. Jesus, for my family, I speak the holy name. Jesus. to all of my problems. You come down the front if you need something tonight. We're not going to pray for you because Jesus already knows because He is power. He is healing. He is deliverance. He is breakthrough. If you've never come down the front before because, oh, I don't know if that's for me or not, give it up tonight. Give it up tonight. Come on. Come on. You come out the front and say, Jesus is the answer. I don't care if we're 10 deep at the front here, but we're going to pray until breakthrough comes. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Come on. Come on. You come tonight. Come on, Jess. Come on. Come on. Yeah, come on. Yeah, Jesus. Come on, Jesus over your situation. Come on, Jesus. Come on, darkness. God. Come on. Come on, Jesus. Jesus for my family. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Come on, Jesus for my family. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah, Jesus. Jesus for my business. Jesus for my children. Jesus for my healing. Jesus for my finances. Come on. We speak the holy name. Yeah, come on. Come on. Come on. Yes, Jesus for children. Yeah, come on. Come on, Jesus is power. He's healing. He's breakthrough tonight. Come on. 
Come on. Yeah, come on. Come on, you believe it tonight. We're believing for your family. We're believing for your finances. You want the microphone. We're believing for our children. We're believing for new homes tonight. We're believing for breakthrough in marriages. We're believing for businesses to be abundantly blessed. We're believing for addiction to be gone. We're believing for whatever you need tonight. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on.
Jesus rejoices over us with singing. I could just see Jesus here dancing with us, saying it's done, the walls are down, the walls are down. Take your seat for a millisecond. You will be back because we are going to end this thing with a praise party. You know what? All of this stuff that we do is stuff you need to do at home. It's important to read the Bible. It's important to pray. It's important to worship. It's not Father, Son and Holy Scripture. It's Father, Son and Holy Spirit. If, you've, if you felt in light, if you came heavy and you just felt so good yelling, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You know, we don't shout because God's deaf. We shout because we need to shout. I love Judy Bain. If, if she's online, um, she said they've been through so much tragedy in their family and she says to her kids, you know what, go out in the paddock and shout. It's okay. God's big enough to cope with your situation, your anger, your whatever. Shout. Shout. God knows how we're feeling. We don't have to deny our feelings. Shout. Shout to God with a voice of triumph. Shout to God. Before we move on to the next one, because with that we'll end, and we'll end with the most fun. Are you ready to have fun? Just seal it with God. I think Jesus isn't as fuddy-duddy as we think. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But can I just say, as Graham's wife, you are free in this place to do any of those worship words you want in any of our worship services. If you want to bow before God, come and bow at the altar. It's open. Please don't think that you have to say, come to the altar. If you want to shout, you shout. Because I don't know your situation. If you want to um, raise your hands, do it. Even if you don't, do it. If you want to do whatever you need to do to bring that sacrifice of praise, you are free in this house to do it. Yeah? Um, Our final word is halal, which is the next slide. And I love the meaning of this. I don't know how you say it. We all know the bad halal, but... um, It's the root word for hallelujah. And to shine, to flash forth light, to boast. How many times have we need to boast about Jesus in the community? To be clamorously foolish. When was the last time you were clamorously foolish in church? For God, not because you're an idiot. God doesn't like foolish people. Let's just say that. But God might tell you, what if Jesus in you wants to dance? Please don't do it like David. Do it with your clothes on. (laughs) But what if Jesus in you wants to dance? What if we just need to dance to get some joy in the house, yeah? To rave. (gasps) To celebrate. To commend, to sing praise, to be renowned. The, the guy who took me through this for the first time, and you guys are doing so well. The first time I did this, I was like, this is freaky. Um, but when he, he used the example in this of Steve Irwin, and I'd like you to think of your own modern example. This was a while ago. And he said, Steve Irwin, when he passed away, was known as a passionate man. You know what? Some people, unfortunately, laughed at that photo of Jack. I hope... You think about that because that was passion and that's what I like. I like passion. Is the church known for passion? 
Are we known for passionate worship? What are we known for out there? Is that one of our things? So, those people who I've asked to help, can you come up on stage, please? And, oh, and these two lovely ladies, and do we have a Zachariah or is he babysitting? He might be babysitting. And we are going to do a song. And sometimes, if you're like me, I don't dance. I was a brethren, brethrens don't dance. And I'm not even gonna say the joke that the Baptists say, but um, yes. We are gonna sing and I'm gonna help you by giving you actions. So we're all gonna come down the front and we're gonna have a massive dance party. So the actions go like this. O, we're making an O, happy, and we're gonna go to the road first. Happy day, happy day. You washed my sin away. O, happy day, happy day. Forever I am changed. We're gonna go around in a circle. Then we're going to go the other way. And at the beginning, we're going to do a bit of yada. We're going to go this way with our arms and then this way, always to the road first. And then in the bridge, when oh glorious day, if you're game, we're going to clap and we're going to go down and we're going to play dodge of cars. We're going to go and find a new spot in the place. And it's going to get a bit crazy. Push the chairs back if you want. It's a happy day. I want to say thank you. Let's take, go out with joy.
hands out to God and, and, and pray that tonight we will walk out of this place um, knowing that we have met with the living God tonight. And I want to reiterate what Amanda said. We, we don't want to just be a church that comes together and does church. It, you know, if you want to kneel, if you want to raise your hands, if you need to yell and shout at your situation, if you need to have some fun and joy in the house of God, then this is the place for you to be. We don't mind. We don't mind. We don't want to just have people come here because it's a good thing to do. We want them to come here because it's a God thing to do and we can see lives change. So, Lord, we declare over each person here tonight, over every family, over every single person, over every child, over everything that happens tonight in, their, in people's lives, that you are good. You are good all the time. You are good all the time and that you have a purpose and a plan for our lives. And so, Lord, over businesses in our congregation, people who have businesses, Lord, we declare that there would be blessing and breakthrough this week and abundance in finances. Lord, over people who are, need healing in their bodies, we pray that healing would come tonight in the name of Jesus. Lord, for people who need a breakthrough in their circumstances, Lord, we just pray that there would be breakthrough in people's circumstances. Where people need peace in their life, then in the situation you're in, we say, peace, be still. Lord, over families that are divided, we pray, Lord, bring them back together. Lord, over marriages, over children, over our church, over grandparents, over every situation, we pray a blessing tonight over little baby Latonin. Yes. And Lord, we thank you, Father, for that little life that you are going to put in our midst, yes. who we are going to spend time bringing up in the house of God um, so that that little man can go on to do what God has called him to do. And we declare over that little boy that he would be a warrior, that he would stand and fight for his family. And Lord, he would learn that in the house of God here at Powerhouse Church. And we declare tonight to be an awesome night in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.